Retro Hangover supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Stustle Smash the Milkman, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Mast Keaton, Andrew Liguori, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Adam from The Good, The Bad, and The Backlog, Thunderdome Gaming Society, Discimera, Jenny E, Rick Firestone, Parallax Puddles, Keith Gasper, Dave Jackson, Eric Guess, Kayla Jackson, Nomad from the Retro Wildlands Podcast, and Ashavet. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Welcome to The Flight, a consumable curation of champions and catastrophes that is considerate of your chronometer. Welcome back to another edition of The Flight. I'm having a feeling this is going to be quite masterful. Mm. The bass is going to be powerful, and you're probably going to forget about it if you weren't in, you know, the, the UK, Europe, or Brazil. This is is an episode where we you're talking about our top five Master System games. But before we get into that, hi, it's me, Chris. If I didn't already say that, maybe I did. I forgot. But as always, I am joined by Shane. The pause button is on the console, Dick Dragon Koski. How are you doing, Shane? I was going to say this evening, but it doesn't really matter because time is nebulous on a podcast. That is true. They could be listening to this at any time. That's true. Yeah, it's it's like the audio equivalent of bagel bites. Mm. Trash. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I I mean, I was I was gonna say that when pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. But I mean, I guess garbage also works. Yeah. I mean, I can have pizza anytime because it's right around the corner. So I I don't know. I got into a discussion on a Discord. Uh, well, I wasn't in the discussion. They were having a discussion what's better, pizza rolls or bagel bites. And you know what? I don't like either of them. There's my hot take for the week. Oh, I mean, You're between welcome. the two, definitely pizza rolls. I think they both suck. But I mean, if I have to take a choice, I mean, I think... they're not objectively good food. I'm just saying that, like, in my experience, bagel bites don't live up to their promise in that no. the ones that I've always had have been, like, way too, like, hard or like crunchy, like the bagel yeah. is small enough. That you don't really get a soft bagel. It's just all of the hard parts of a bagel with like, you know, a, a marginal amount of pizza topping. I would just rather have it be the bagel. I would rather just be a pizza. I mean that too. I mean, as long as it's not Totino's cause that's pretty trash too. <laughs> but, uh, this is why you go with hot pockets, everybody. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, that's so you can, make sure that you maximize the amount of frozen part that's in the middle when the ends are just molten lava. Never had that problem. I have consistently had that problem. To be fair, <laughs> though, I haven't had a hot pocket in quite a long time. I don't know if my stomach would appreciate that much these days. But but we are on to talk about the Sega Master System. We are. Which, Despite which the last five minutes. <laughs> 
we hope you're hungry or thirsty or whatever the fuck you're doing right now. I mean, it is your life. Enjoy it with your pizza rolls or bagel bites or Sega Master System. Uh, and we're going to be giving our top five games on the Sega Master System. And of all of our patrons, we have patrons in Australia. We have patrons in Brazil. Uh, we have patrons in the UK and and throughout Europe. We have one in Finland. But amazingly, the patron that suggested this lives in the United States. And that is Thunderdome Gaming Society suggested this topic for you all this week, which is shocking to me, which uh, thank you, Thunderdome Gaming Society, first and foremost, for the topic and being a patron. I did not expect it to come from the the U.S. of A, a topic like this, but I'm excited to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the rest of the world is slacking like. Brazil, what are you even doing? This was like your this was yeah. like your one thing. This was your topic. <laughs> uh I'll just wait for the angry responses in in the Patreon channel and Discord. It's fine. Uh, but at it. any rate, uh, I feel like Chris, the 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 physical game collector in the house, should probably mm. start this one off. So. Uh, so Chris, why don't you why don't you go ahead and and kick this thing into gear and and let us know what your number five Master System game is. Number five. My number five Master System game is R Type. Mm. There, it was really tough to get to my number five because there's a lot of games I think could go here, but I think R Type. It's it's a really solid effort that you do see on the Master System. Is it the best console port out there? It, no. Uh, I mean, this is the Master System. You could say that a lot about uh, NES games as well. Uh, but R-Type is really one of those complete packages. In fact, at the time it was released, the PC Engine had to break R-Type into two parts because it was such a big game. But they still managed to put the entirety of R-Type on one cartridge. Like the the entire time, um, I think it has some FN synth on top of it. I, and I need to go back. I also believe that this port was developed by Compile, which would explain the quality. It's just an incredibly fun game. It's a little bit slower. It's still like hard as balls, but it's far more manageable than what you'll get on the arcade port, of course, arcade version, and definitely more than like the Turbo Graphics slash PC Engine version. It's, you know, slightly easier, as you would expect from a slower console. But R-Type, it's... And who doesn't like R-Type if you've played it? It's a great shooter. It's a classic shooter. You, actually, if you, I can understand if you hate it, because it's going to kick your ass. But aside <laughs> from that, uh, yeah, that's my number five. R-Type is a great game for the Sega Master System, and you should check it out. All right. Well, uh, starting my list is one that probably is higher on most other people's lists but then again these are our, our personal takes and you know sometimes personal attachment and or nostalgia trumps objective quality so there you I go agree. i'm just i'm just setting up expectations for the rest of this episode uh <laughs> but uh yeah my, mine's gonna be space harrier actually um it's a good port it is, it is. And uh but you know what? It's it's a it's a it's a good ass game. It's not one that I played on the Master System back in the day when I actually had a Master System because 
in hindsight, and, and you know, I've talked about this before on the show, I kind of feel like I somehow got shorted uh, as far as the Master System library is concerned because the games that I actually did have for it were mostly not great. So there's that. Um, we're not going to be seeing Rocky on this list. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, no. I couldn't bring <laughs> myself to put Rocky for the Sega Master System on any top list, frankly. But uh, but no, man, like Space Harrier, it's just good, you know, good, clean, arcadey action. Like you, you guys, people who've been listening to the show long enough, you know me, you know that, you know, I'm I'm down for a, for a good shooter, something that I can just zone out to and... Uh, and you know, Space Harrier is kind of kind of that. Um, the story is bananas, by the way, which is fantastic. Uh, it's like set in the year fucking six thousand something or other, uh, which is great, you know, because then you don't have that problem that so many other games have, where it's like in the far flung future of nineteen ninety nine. Um, Christalis, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, you're a superhuman dude from Earth with psychic powers somehow that ends up on this completely different planet and you meet it like a dragon and you save the, the world, I guess. Um, but you know what? That doesn't matter because you just pew pew the shit out of literally everything that flies at you. And it, it feels a little bit like afterburner, I guess, just in sort of the, the perspective that you take in that it's sort of like a behind, you know, the back third person kind of a deal. And you're just sort of flying forward into the screen. Um, but yeah, yeah, not much more to say on it. I think, you know, if you're familiar with the master system, you probably know space Harrier. So, you know, the hell am I telling you for it's a good game. That's why it's on my list. Number four. All right. My number four is something I'm going to get into in a second, but I have to point out to all you listening for space Harrier, just to comment on Shane's pick here. It has the exact same patterns in the Master System game mm. as what you would get in the arcade. So it's actually a really good way to practice before taking on the big boy. So that's that's what makes it a really good port. There you go. Now, to my number four. Uh, Shane probably has this on his list because we've talked about this game in the past. And I would be interested to know where it's on, on his list. But my number four is Gangster Town. Because <laughs> it's it's just a fun game. Now, I understand a lot of you listening to this probably won't be able to play this because this is a light gun game and you do need a CRT in order to play this game. But I, I really feel like the Sega Light phaser that comes with the system is better than Nintendo's light gun, Nintendo's zapper. It's just more accurate. It, it's the, the trigger is a lot easier to manage. Uh, it's It feels more responsive than the Nintendo zapper. And Gangster Town is one of those games that it really feels like a good arcade light gun game, uh, just gallery shooter with a little bit more to it than that. And, you know, the whole entire mob motif, the the, the, uh, the way the graphics look, the way the design is, the the overall balance and difficulty. Yes, it's it can get hard uh, because it's designed after what arcade games are. That's the expectation. But it doesn't really throw you any weird sort of curveballs. It's it's pretty straightforward in what it expects from you. And it's just something that's that's a lot of fun. And that's why other games that I don't have my mind list, like Sonic the Hedgehog, which also is a good game for the Master System. It's just it's more fun. It just it delivers a more raw, fun experience that 
I don't even think that you can find on the NES from a, a light gun game. I think this is better than any light gun game on the Nintendo Entertainment System. So if you have the capability in order to play this, go check out Gangster Town. It's it's a fantastic game. All right. Well, uh, my my number four is uh, deviating a little bit from what we've talked about so far, and that is mm. uh, mostly because it's a, a platformer and a, and a damn good one, I might add, but... It is a land of illusion starring Mickey mouse. Also a good game. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost put castle of illusion here mostly just because, you know, that's the one that really got a lot of the good remake treatment. And so that's probably the one that folks are more familiar with. There are three, uh, in total for the master system, as far as like Mickey mouse platformers go. And if I recall correctly, I think Land of Illusion is it's the the Empire Strikes Back of the three in that it sits right in the middle as far as releases are concerned. However, uh, from a plot perspective, it's completely not related to the other two games whatsoever. Um, so you don't it's not like you have to play the others to know what's going on or anything. Um, but in a lot of folks' opinions, Land of Illusion is actually the best of the three, even though it wasn't the last one. Now, in a lot of cases with you know subsequent releases like this, you'd think that the, the final one is really the one where they refine the formula really, really well, take lessons from previous releases and refine, blah, blah, blah. And you know, not to say that didn't happen, but for, for a lot of people, Land of Illusion was kind of the peak of the of the three. And I would tend to agree. Um, but it's just, it's a really solid platformer. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's very visually pleasing. And if you were somebody who didn't have a Nintendo and so you weren't in on that, that, you know, that sweet, sweet Mario platforming action, you know, Mickey mouse and actually the Donald duck ones, I didn't include that in my list, but those were also pretty solid, but they, they were more than acceptable alternatives. Um, to get your platforming fix. And uh, so that is why it lands at my number four. And not an uncommon take for all of you people that might be interested in checking out the Sega Master System. Castle of Illusion for the Master System is considered by some to be better than the Genesis version. Mm -hmm. So like these, these Mickey Mouse games on the Master System are definitely worth checking out. Number three. So my number three is Fantasy Zone. Mm. And look, again, this is a similar situation to R-Type, where you could say that the TurboGrafx-16 slash PC Engine version of this game is technically superior. And I'm not going to argue with you. But the, what they were able to do on this 8-bit console, how they were able to essentially get the entire arcade experience onto the Master System... And I don't think there's any slowdown in this game. It looks extremely colorful. It's extremely fun. And I'm able to beat this version of the game because, again, it's a little bit slower than what you're getting in more faithful arcade ports. So if I'm able to have, you know, a more easy time getting through it, I'm probably going to enjoy it more. And I can tell you, like, just because it's a little bit easier doesn't dissuade me from playing it. I have played this game for hours upon hours just with my Sega arcade stick. Uh, for the Sega Genesis, plugging into the Master System, putting on Turbo, and just going to town. Because this is such a, like, it's such a charming game. I love the soundtrack. I love the way it sounds. I love the way it looks. I love the way it plays. 
and it's it's just sufficiently challenging enough without making me want to throw my controller that again it's that raw fun experience that i i feel so many games try and miss but it's just it's such a successful hit with fantasy zone uh of course, there's many, many different ways to play it, but the Master System port of this game is superb. And if you're looking to get into the Master System and see what Sega was doing back then in the 80s and how they could take their arcade ports and really translate them to the home console in the best way possible, Fantasy Zone is one of the best examples that you can find. Go check it out. Definitely a great one. Nice. All right. Well, my number three, the the middle of the pack, is one that is... Um... Personally, very special to me, but not even necessarily because, or or for, I should say, the the Master System version of it. But uh, that would be Afterburner. Mm. So there were plenty of ports of this game, first of all. So it's not like the the Master System is like the only way to play this or or whatever. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, truth be told, it's an arcade game first and foremost. Uh, but the reason that it's important to me and why it's as high on the list as it is. I mean, first of all, it's just a fun game. Um, and as someone who watched Top Gun a shit ton of times growing up, um, being able to fly an F-14 Tomcat and shooting down enemy jets uh, was pretty much the closest I was going to get to to being Maverick and Goose. So it's definitely got that going for it. But the other thing really is this is inextricably tied to my experience in the arcade in that somehow, and I have brought this up before on the show, but somehow the the little arcade, it's called the Dream Machine, which is a fantastic name for an arcade, by the way. Um, it's casting. In my, in my little hometown up in Maine, uh, had the deluxe version of the Afterburner cabinet. So it wasn't the stand-up cabinet. It was actually the enclosed mm. one where you sat inside of it like a cockpit and it like, you know, rolled up and down and back and forth and had like the stereo sound. And it was, it was so fucking cool. Like I would go to the arcade and play almost exclusively that with the, the quarters that I had just because of how cool it was to just like sit in there and feel like you were actually flying a jet. Um, so in sort of a tangential roundabout way, um, you know, the, the master system, I guess gets some of my personal praise for that because I did own a copy for my master system so that I could play it at home when I was not at the arcade. Um, the experience obviously was, nowhere near the same as sitting in a simulated cockpit but uh but it was still really cool to be able to play essentially the same exact game but uh you know sitting on on the floor in my living room so uh so yeah that's why afterburner is my number three spot that rolling cockpit by the way is so badass it's I love so it. cool it's I'm, I'm not so even gonna lie amazing. if i could find one of those i would probably spend an irresponsible amount of money for it <laughs> Hey, there you go. Uh, bro deals. Just let us know here. We have a channel on our Discord now for it. So just go there and say, hey, Shane, tag him, and he will throw money your way. Just ridiculous amounts. You probably won't even question it. Yeah, nope, not at all. Number two. Let me get to my number two. This one's going to be really brief because I talked about it on the Metroidvanias that aren't Vanias, and that is Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap. 
I think you've heard I think this is a phenomenal game. And you don't even need to own the Master System in order to play this game on, like, anywhere. Because it's on modern consoles with the remake, which also comes with the graphical upgrade, if you want to call it that. Which I do think it's the graphical upgrade looks brilliant. But, yeah, you can play the Master System game via that. So, it's a wonderful game. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic Metroidvania, I guess, uh, technically. And, well, I called it one, so I, I have to stand by it. It is. So, <laughs> there's that. But I, I really do feel like this is the version of Castlevania 3 that should have been. I think it's a better game than Castlevania 3. Maybe that's a hot take. But it's it's a game that even if you're not looking to get into the Master System, you should at least take a look at it if you're interested in the 8-bit era of video games. It really stands above a lot of the competition. So, yeah, once again, Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap. I've already endorsed it. You don't need to hear more from me about this one. All right. Short and sweet. I like it. Uh, well, my number two, you have also already heard about, but that's because Chris mentioned it earlier in this Sorry. episode <laughs> and that is gangster town. Yes. I, I unironically thought about putting this as my number one for a little bit, but I, I couldn't bring myself quite to go that far, but, but it is at number two. Um, is that a measurement of its objective quality as a game? Uh, hell no, no, it is not. Um, is it a bad game? No. Uh, is it great? Also no, but you know what? It's fun. And it's one of the games, uh, besides Afterburner that I did own for my Sega master system that I actually went back to over and over because I just enjoyed playing it. There were some where I had it and I played it and I was just like, well, I'm just playing this because it's all I have, but Boy, I don't know if I'm enjoying myself. Um, but Gangster Town is a hell of a lot of fun. And for some reason, I, I don't even know, is some yard sale magic or some shit. I don't know how we ended up getting a Master System with a light gun, but not like any of the decent games for a Master System. I don't know how that worked out. But, but it happened. And so sitting down with my light gun and our big-ass CRT and just blasting you know 1920s era gangsters in what i can only imagine is probably new york or chicago or chicago yeah that's a good point could be chicago but yeah it's just it's a it's a lot of fun it's pretty straightforward it knows what it is uh it's a damn sight better than duck hunt i'll say that for sure yes um but yeah like if you can manage to to get this to work because as with all light gun games they don't work with modern LCD screens. So if you've got a CRT and you can play some Gangster Town, then uh, you could do a lot worse as as far as gallery shooters go. So, uh, so yeah, that's my number two. Number one. All right, time for my number one. I think this is a game that everyone sees coming. I think Shane agrees with me on this one. I think we all know what this game is. Mm -hmm. And it's the most notable game on the Master System. Uh, everyone, I think, knows about it. It's Altered Beast. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's get that that beast action. You know, that's, man, that should have been on the other episode with gaming disappointments, because that game looked cool as fuck. And spoilers, no, the Master it's not. System version is fucking terrible. <laughs> no, it is not Altered Beast. So... I think I think we know which one this is, Shane. So uh, 
because you suggested this, let's let's do a little countdown. And I'm, I'm because I'm betting it's this, we're both betting it's the same one. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. So three, mm-hmm. two, two, one. It's fantasy, fantasy star. star. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> yeah. There was no point in us taking turns on this because I knew we were going to no. pick the same thing. Yeah. Um. Is it? We made an entire episode two parter. Yeah. By the way that you should definitely go check out. But I'll just summarize it. It's probably the best 8-bit RPG of the era. Mm-hmm. I understand you'll need graph paper to actually play it on a master system. True. So definitely get the Sega Ages version on your Nintendo Switch because that is fantastic. It is. Uh, it's 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 just a really good game. It's solid. It, it looks really good. It, it flows well. I won't say it's flawless, because it definitely has its own sets of issues, I I think. Um, it's yeah, it's like for, it's not flawless. Yeah. I mean, part of, part of also playing on the Sega Ages version is that it eases up on some of the difficulty and a bit of the grindiness of the original as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely old school hard. Yeah. If so, if you don't like that, I mean, there are options. You can get through it today. Uh, you're not going to have that if you play this on a Master System cartridge. Shockingly, but. I don't think there's much more I can say than what we said on the episode. Go back and listen to that for myself. I mean, I'm just going to say that Meow is love. Meow is life. Mm-hmm. Uh, worship Meow. He is fantastic. And that that's what I have to say about that. But but Shane, because you were supposed to close this one out being second here, give some closing thoughts on the number one Master System game that is Fantasy Star. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, like you said, we, we said pretty much everything that we needed to say in the episode, but to kind of summarize here, I mean, this was created sort of as a response to final fantasy, you know, in a way. And, uh, I don't know if this, this might be a, a spicy take. And I don't know if I said this in the episode, cause it's been a, a minute since we did that one, but, uh, I fantasy star is a better game than FF one. Um, at least to me, I, I certainly think so. And, uh, you know, it's it achieved a lot of things that I didn't expect from this era of of games. Uh, one being having a cast of characters that I actually cared about, that were likable, that were entertaining, that had distinct personalities. You didn't really necessarily get that that often. Um, you know, dur- during this time, even in RPGs, a lot of the times they were just very tropey. You know, like this is the warrior and he he does good with the sword. Um, but, you know, I, I, I actually was invested in the characters. I mean, obviously, Meow is life. So there's that. Um, Absolutely. We also pointed out that, you know, the, the protagonist of the game is probably one of, if not the first instance of a, you know, strong female protagonist in a video game. So I think that's important to note as well. Which is more important because she was not made a strong female protagonist to be a female protagonist either. Yes, she is not a Mary Sue by any stretch of the imagination. I'm looking at you, Ray Palpatine. Uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, and and that and honestly, the other thing that caught me way off guard, and I said this in the episode, um, but it was like the most pleasant surprise was I actually had no idea that the dungeons in Fantasy Star were in a first-person, like, wizardry-style, like, Ultima-style perspective. So 
I went into it thinking that it was just a pure, you know, run-of-the-mill, top-down, 8-bit RPG. And as soon as I entered the first dungeon area, I was like, oh, shit, like, that's what this game does? And honestly, from there, I was just hooked because I love those first-person dungeon crawlers like that. And so this is like the perfect marriage of both of those things. You get the more traditional, like, JRPG-style approach in the overworld, and then all of your dungeons are just those first-person, like, dungeon crawls. And and I loved it. So I, I think it was doing a lot of things that were not, you know, um, not expected and a little bit outside the box for the time. And it holds up surprisingly well. So, yeah. One more shill for just going and listening to our episode about it but that's love the game yeah but that's uh that's that's the the, sh- the long and short of it it's it's really good so yeah i'm not surprised that we both picked it so i mean that really closes it out uh i think that's a style list of master system games so if you're looking to start a master system collection i don't know how how much it costs nowadays because everything's gone up in price and in, in the collecting world since we started doing this podcast, at least. But uh, Master System used to be relatively cheap, but uh, may not be that way anymore. But if you're looking to emulate them, you know, there's always that. There is that. And there is always that. So that's that's a nice little collection for you to look into if you want to play some of those games and relive the Master System. We hope that we lived up to your expectations there, Thunderdome Gaming Society or the uh, Disgruntled Gamer, as I know that you have there on YouTube. Uh, so feel free to pitch that more in our... Uh, discord and speaking of the discord i think it's time to you know just kind of close this out shane so as we are want to do Mm. how about you tell the listeners where they can find more of us ah let the shilling commence yes uh let's see let's see if i can keep this compact so uh we have a link i don't know if you've heard it is a it is a link tree even a whole a a whole tree of links one might say yeah which is i guess apropos given the the recent you know big nintendo release a whole a whole tree of links anyway it's link tree so uh, go go to whole tree a, of korok terrible joke uh so oh. yeah go to go to link tree slash retro hangover and uh you'll find all of our stuff there whether that is the patreon and the merch store if you'd like to support the show in that fashion um you you get a lot of cool stuff I mean, one way or the other, you either get a sweet shirt or something if you go to the merch store, or you get a whole butt ton of extra content if you become a patron. Depending on the tier, you also get some physical goodies, too, that are exclusive to patrons. So, you know, lot, lots of neat stuff. Uh, and we also have the usual. You know, we got our socials. We have the YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes as well as our VODs from the Twitch streams, which uh, Chris... Uh, is legally obligated to tell you about. So, uh, Chris, what, what do we do over there at Twitch? Under under threat of death, I am here to tell you that you should go to twitch.tv slash retro hangover because if you don't, Shane is going to make me play Bubsy 3D. You like Not Bubsy. on stream either. Shut up. <laughs> uh, and so you better go there at twitch.tv slash retro hangover and we will see you there. Guess what? We won't even ask you for subs or monetization because we don't like two-factor authorization. It's a pain in the ass. So if you go over there, you can just chill with us and, yeah, just spend time and chat it up. And we would love to have you there. So, yeah, twitch.tv slash retro hangover. 9 p.m. Eastern time, Sunday nights. That's what I was looking to get out. There it is. So back to you, Shane. There it is. All right. Well, 
With all of that shilling done and out of the way, until next time. Play with your The Challenge Is Here joysticks.